This is Dental All-Stars, where we bring you the best in dentistry on marketing, management, and training. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Nottingham, CEO of All-Star Dental Academy, and welcome to Dental All-Stars. Our topic today is cancel cancellations. Get patients to happily show up on time. And our guest is Larry Gazzardo. Larry is the head instructor and lead consultant at All-Star Dental Academy. He is also a faculty member at the Dawson Academy. Larry speaks internationally on practice management. And Larry will be joining us at the All-Star Practice Growth Summit on May 19th and 20th in South Florida to discuss this topic. And he has the nickname Scheduling Doctor for a reason, because he's really a pro at scheduling. And we're going to look at what is the effect of cancellations in your practice? Why do they happen? How do you fix them? And issues relating to that. We're also going to do some verbiage as well. So I trust that you will enjoy this podcast. Join us for our special live training event, the All-Star Practice Growth Summit. Over two action-packed days, May 19th and 20th, 2023, at the beautiful private hotel and beach club Lagomar in sunny South Florida. We will be covering a variety of powerful practice management skills with a special emphasis on case presentation, marketing, and persuasion. To learn more, go to allstardentalacademy.com. Please welcome Larry Gazzardo. Well, thank you. So it's good to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. All right. So cancellations, broken appointments, I know they drive you crazy. You're notorious for your affinity, your lack thereof when it comes to uh, broken and canceled appointments. And the topic here today is we would like to cancel cancellations. And this is a topic that you'll be discussing at the live event. I know that you also discuss this in our online training program. So let's get right to it for the listener. What is the effect on a practice from cancellations? Well, I I think one of the biggest effects is definitely the revenue of the practice is affected. You can't make your goals at all if people don't show up for their appointments. And on top of that, just the morale of the office. I mean, I I don't know anybody who likes getting that phone call at 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, I just was getting ready to call you. And then, you know, a little piece of you dies because you know, you know what's coming. You know what's coming. Um, they're going to let you know that they're not going to be there tomorrow morning. And and now you've got to spend the rest of the evening trying to fill that hole. So I think revenue, definitely a big loss of revenue, a big drain on the revenue and the morale of the staff because it makes everybody's job harder, so much harder. And give me a little bit of like the numbers when it comes to broken appointments. Like, because I, I get what you're saying. They hurt morale they're hit to revenue, but what is it costing an office by this open time, these cancellations? Well, if you figure a hygienist can probably earn at least or generate about $100 an hour, um, and I think that would be conservative, a dentist can generate $500 an hour, and, and I think that's kind of conservative. But, but literally, you know, and we talk about this in our, in our seminars, um, in our live presentations as well. But if a hygienist just had two broken appointments uh, a week, just two, um, that results in about $10,000 in lost revenue. Um, 
you know, just from that hygienist and just from those two broken appointments a, a, a week, um, a doctor who produces $500 an hour, that would, that would cancel out about $26,000 in revenue. So combined, that, that's- For the year. For the right. year, but that's, that's $36,000. And not to mention, you typically have to pay the hygienist the wage, so add that on top of it. Well, and right? you have to add that on top of that. But what else I would look at is not only just that lost time and revenue, but the staff has to remember it's taking money from them as well. Oh, yeah, true. And nobody. And ever- you're also paying. Well, you, it's taken away from them in terms of the bonus situation what you talk about, but also you're paying your entire team to be. There's no production. There's no. Production. And so now right. that that forty thousand dollars a year, you're 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 adding that. It, it's probably closer to 60 or 70,000 and probably it just occurred to me that's a missed opportunity for more treatment planning more yeah, case yeah. presentation I was just say that that's because, not going to happen right exactly mm. because you're not doing those periodic checks so you're not going to find those other things so so it adds up enormously because that's probably about maybe $1000 each appointment you know that gets missed you're losing an opportunity for overall productivity so so wow. add that to it, you know what I mean? On those three broken appointments a week, that's $3,000 a week times 52. That's another $150,000 in, in lost opportunities. And why do they happen? Why do cancellations and broken appointments happen? Well, see, this is where everybody is going to think I'm some kind of a jerk or an ogre. But the truth is, is because... I think it's easy to break an appointment in a dental office. You know, we're so focused on the fact that, oh, you can't come in, you know, I'll, I'll just go ahead and get this rescheduled, you know. Um, and so it makes it really, really difficult for us. But what it does is it teaches the patient, oh, that was pretty good because the airlines just shut the door in my face. You know, if I show up late or, you know, my hairdresser cancels my appointment or my massage therapist goes apeshit, uh, <laughs> pardon my French, but, but we know how they get. Sure. But in a dental office, I think it happens because we don't, we don't have a system in place that teaches people to keep their appointment. And, and that's what we need. We don't, we don't want a system that punishes people because if they feel like they're being punished, then they're going to retaliate and they're going to become resistant and they're going to create more problems for us. So, so, so why they happen is we just don't, we don't have a system in place. That, that, that's why they happen. And your famous, famous line that I choose to borrow at times, which is, what is it? Is not having a broken appointment policy or cancellation policy is like taking a swat, a uh, what is it? A fly swatter no, when to I, a rhinoceros. When I look at some of the policies that we put in place, how many times we'll let people change their appointment, or how many times we'll let them break their appointment, you know, or or maybe we'll charge them. I don't like that either. Um, it's kind of like taking a fly swatter to a rhinoceros, you know. And I Good think luck. we need something a lot stronger than that, you know, more like Rambo coming in there and and taking charge. And. What's so interesting is you see two spectrums of, of how to fix broken appointments and cancellations is one is they just happen and we just let it go because we, for whatever reason, we don't have the policy in place. We are afraid of losing them. And the other way is we punish them and we penalize them. And I know you don't believe in this. No, no, I don't. Because I want people to learn on their own because people who learn their own lessons, they remember them and they become very, very compliant. 
Um, so we don't want people to feel like they're being punished at all. And so a lot of it has to do with the fact that we just don't have a system in place for dealing with broken and canceled appointments. Uh, we don't have any kind of policy other than maybe we'll try to charge you, which you know I would recommend something different where maybe we don't put ourselves in that position. The, the reason why I don't like charging for broken appointments is because we know that we're dealing with somebody on the other end of the line that we don't want to schedule. We know that. Oh, no, it's Larry again. I don't want to schedule him. And But Larry insists, oh, please, I'll be good. I'm such a nice guy. I know, I know, I'll, I'll do it. And so we think, okay, Larry, I'm going to give you this appointment. But Larry, if you don't show up, I'm going to charge you. And Larry's going to say, okay, okay, that's, that's all right. I'll, I'll pay it. And, and, and maybe Larry will. But that's, that's, not, that's not our issue. The issue is, is when we do something like this, when do we find out that Larry's not showing up? We don't find out until he doesn't show up. And now we feel like we've shot ourselves in the foot because we have no time to react. I would propose a different kind of system that teaches people to keep their appointments or better yet puts us in a position where if you do have to make a change, we've got adequate time to find another patient you know, to take their place. So, so, well, so charging them would, that, that goes it. to it. Well, that goes to it. How do we fix broken appointments? What's your your philosophy? Well, behind I think this and process? I, I think that we have to develop a mindset that we can teach people how to treat us. You know, we see this in a lot of different organizations. I joked about the airlines, but they did teach me because they shut the door in my face. And I'm not asking us to be like the airlines, but I say this all the time. I'm not that far off, you know, because the airlines have taught us, get here, get here on time, get in your seat, get sit, sit down. You know what I mean? And, and you'll get the seat that you chose. So, so we know that people can learn. So it really starts with a mindset that people can be trained if you will, that we can teach them how to treat us. And we also have to realize that if we sat down and we looked at all the reasons that people give us for missing their appointments, I, I'm busy at work, <coughs> I'm, not, <coughs> I'm not feeling good, <coughs> you know, I can't, I can't come, you know, or um, I, I, I can't get, I've got to go to an important meeting, you know what I mean? Uh, my cat died again. You know, when we look at all <laughs> the reasons, if you just kind of wrote them all down, I think what people would discover is that they're really not reasons. They're, they're really not. They're, they're more like excuses. You know, it's like you've had this appointment for six months. So when a meeting came up, why didn't you just say, I've got another meeting? You know what I mean? But they, they don't do that because they feel, well, I'll change the appointment at the dental office rather than ha make them change the meeting at the office. That would be easier for them. But somehow the patient thinks, no, it's easier to make the dental office change. So, so my point is, is that it would be better that we recognized as a group, these aren't really reasons. These are more like excuses. And I say this because when I talk with staff members privately, they all tell me, I know that patient was lying to me. I knew they were lying to me. But how do you get around that? And that's kind of what we talk about in our course, and that's what we talk about in our, in our live sessions. We have a lot of fun with it. But we have to recognize we can't feel sorry for them, you know? Because the reality, Alex, is every office knows of the elderly patient who needs a little TLC. 
every office knows of the family that's struggling or the individual you know, that's going through a tough time. These people aren't your problem. And we know they're not our problem. I'm talking about the patient where you come to your morning huddle and you look at the schedule and you say to yourself, oh, he's not coming in and that one's going to be late and this one never shows up. This is the person that I am talking about. So it's a, there's a lot of moving parts here. We, we have to realize that people are always going to give us a polite excuse. I'm sick. I've got it. My boss won't let me off of work. Like that's real, you know. Um, or I got to talk to my spouse or whatever it is, they're always going to give us a polite excuse why they can't keep their appointment. And what we have to learn is that we can't just accept their excuses. We have to enforce the policy because you, you, you know who I'm talking about. It's those individuals that do this all the time. And I think that gives a, a perspective because often it's we're thinking, oh, one more patient. We don't want to lose them. There's a lot of fear of if I'm not reappointing them, I'm losing my new patients or my current patients by doing that. And I think you're saying, let's be real. You know, there are certain people that are repeat offenders. And those you, if you think out further, it's not going to be a winning combination. It's going to continue to be a a loss to your practice and time and money. Right. Because what I think gets you better compliance from patients overall are, are patients who understand how your system works. Right. They're much more right. compliant. Again, I'll use the airlines as an example. I don't like all of their rules, but you know what? I know what they are. And because I know what those rules are, I either comply with them or I work with another airline. But but it makes it easier for me and I feel more comfortable uh, when I'm dealing with them. So So I think the education starts right at the very first phone call like we teach in our own systems. Um, we have to start educating patients right when they calling for that new patient appointment, you know, explaining to them that we reserve specific time for our new patients so that, you know, they can be seen quickly and not be here longer than we had planned. Um, I'll look to check to see when the first available appointment is open because this is what the doctor would want for you. Well, it, it almost think, I think that the first even prerequisite step is setting up what type of office do you want? Give an example. I have a chiropractor friend of mine and I'll change appointments whenever I I like. And I'm like, you know, that we don't, he actually uses our program too. chiropractor uses our program. And he goes, "Uh, you know, we don't teach that. He's like, "Ah, I don't care. Come in, go. It's not a, I like to give my patients flexibility and, and okay, look, you can create whatever situation you like. And my point is you have to be bought in first to see what type of effect it has. Maybe in Cairo is different than dentistry, but the point is you got to step in saying, this is what I envision. For example, we're going to be doing a, a webinar in a month on insurance freedom mm-hmm. and that that's a possibility. It's not for everybody, but you got to say, what type of office do I do I want? What do I, what do I choose to create? And when it comes to broken appointments, how do I choose to be treated and what am I putting out there? And so it's gotta be a commitment to, I see what I'm looking to do and I'm going to commit to that because if we put in a policy, a process and doctor is overruling, Oh, just get the person in. Don't worry about it. It's going to fail. So it's, you got to be very clear on what you're looking to create. And then you can put in a program that Larry's teaching the scheduling doctor, which is a process of teaching, like you teach children, 
This is how we're going to do it. It's it's a it's an area of respect. I make an appointment for you. I'm going to block time for you. You're going to come in. It's a respect thing. And that's how we go. And people will respect. And what's interesting, and even though I, I train with this, you taught me this, I break appointments and move it all, all, all day long because the doctor is saying to me, I don't care. And I'm like, okay, that gives me flexibility. Well, if you, I don't think it, right. But if you have a walk in clinic, maybe that's not so much of a problem. Maybe that's a different situation, right? And so if it's a dental office that has a walk in clinic and they don't have to worry about not being able to fill that time, then I could see a policy like that would work out really well. But I know most offices are not walk in clinics. And I know most of them have an enormous amount of preparation time. You know, they're going to departmental meetings, they're going to morning huddles, they're ordering supplies or equipment or materials or whatever, they're getting things ready, they've talked to their laboratory technician. So it's not just, you know, the time that gets spent when the person comes in and we set up the room. There's all that prep work that goes into it, you know, before the patient even gets here. So, you know, patients who just willy-nilly just skip their appointments you know, it's going to be tough. But you're right. If the doctor is just going to be like, I'm okay with it, then you're right. Get used to it because that's what it's going to be like. So you have your, how you like your office to run in your, your plan, your vision. You then have the policy, the broken appointment cancellation policy and the subsequent verbiage. And we, we actually talk about the verbiage on our web, not just in the program, but our, we have a free web webinar, free webinar <laughs> that, we teach the the verbiage for a broken appointment and a canceled appointment. Right, right. Uh, now, what's really interesting, I, I like to switch over for a little bit into, it's really a spectacle to see you live, Larry. I remember back, I remember, that's how we met you. Yeah. Heather and I were building All Star. It was over 10 years ago, Larry. And and we we saw you at, at the Florida Dental Association meeting this huge meeting in Orlando and you had like, you were the keynote in multiple situations and Heather was, was auditing many of your courses. And it was just phenomenal to see you live, the knowledge you have on everything practice management. And I know just particularly with scheduling is something that's really dear to your heart because it's the lifeblood of the practice. And granted on a podcast, people can see, or if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see your mannerisms, but live, it's a lot of fun. You were just speaking at the Yankee recently, got great reviews. Tell me, what is it like for a lot of the people that are listening, that are coming to the event, or those that are thinking about coming to see uh, All Star Live, and you're one of our main speakers, what is the, the benefit? You know the benefit of online training. What's the benefit of coming to see uh, your, your, your coaches and speakers like yourself live and bringing your team? I think the biggest benefit for everybody is the, I'll, I'll use the word role play, but you get to stump the instructor, you know, because in, in something even like this, or even in a course, we're controlling the dialogue and how it's presented. Um, what I really like in live sessions is when it's the audience participation, when you start getting the yeah, buts. And I'm like, I, I'm taking you on. You're going down. You know what I mean? You're not going to beat me on this one. Um, but that's the beauty of, that's where they get to see the, the system working. Uh, you know what I mean? Because as you get those challenges from people, and you know how they like to stump you, like, no, I've got one that this is it. And what do you do about this? And what do you do about that? And all that. And it's just like, no, come, come at me. Come at me all you want. I'm, I'm ready for you. 
Um, so it's it's the role playing. Um, I'm the I'm the, the staff member, and they're the patient, and and that's where so they it's really a roast, learn. A roast of Larry. Yeah. A roast oh, of Larry. It's where they really well, start well, to learn because they're like challenging me, and they're like, "Oh, he just used his process," and they challenge me again. They're like, "Oh, that sure. that was the policy." Oh, nope. He put it. Oh, he sounded really nice doing that. So it's it's the live interaction, and you can't get that unfortunately in a in a podcast or uh, in a in a recorded course. Right. And, and and it's important that as well that when I teach people about training that you can't just go to a seminar once a year and expect that's going to work. It's not enough. It is it is the icing on the cake. It is you it's almost like with school. You do your coursework and then you go to the the lecture discussions, yeah. the yeah. panels. That's where you you kind of ingrain it. And it's I was just thinking as an aside that with events where a lot of our members come like this event that they know you yeah they've yeah. studied it all oh they're, they're ready they're, to go they're, they're coming. gunning for me they're gunning yeah for me. and and that's where you can go deeper you can really work with the the professors the teachers the coaches on the material and so that's i'm a big fan of do the online work do the coaching if you're working with a coach and then come to the live events to then interact and also rub shoulders with some other great uh personnel so um, that makes a lot of sense because I know you do a lot of international national speaking and obviously, uh, you do very well at it and yeah. we it's, love it's having you. It's, it's the interaction. It's, it's them getting to see a live demonstration of how the process works. Excellent. And what I plan to do as well is have you on in another podcast. I know you're also going to be speaking about referrals, generating referrals and verbiage behind yep, that. Yep, so yep. it may be useful for us to talk again and share some of that material for the podcast and for our channel on YouTube and the other platforms that we disseminate this uh, yeah, yeah. great material. You know, I'll be back at the scene of the crime in, in June at the, uh, at the Florida meeting. In, uh, oh, you're going back. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming back. I'm doing a full day. Uh, I believe it's July the 1st. I think it's that week. I'll weekend. make sure I'm there. Where's it going to be? It's going to be in again? Orlando at the Gaylord Resort. Ooh, I like that place. Yeah. That's going to be yeah, nice. Yeah, it's a real nice facility. Everybody loves it. And it's Florida. Who can't be happy there? Well, that's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. So, Larry, thank you as always for gracing. Great. What is it? Gracious. Gracious. How do I say that? Yeah. Graciously. Gracing, gracing us yeah. it's gracing us uh on this uh on the show and uh for those that are again listening or watching if you're watching subscribe for to youtube so you can get notified when we post this immediately if you're on spotify listening to spotify or what is it itunes or, or apple podcast uh subscribe and follow so you can be the yeah. first when to you, get when the, you get the whole material team, yeah when you get the whole team on board everybody realizes oh, this is so easy I, I hear it all the time. I wish we would have started doing this years ago. So, Well, what I always say is there's a formula that we're looking to do. That if you follow the formula, you do this, you do this, you do this, you start to see things go. Many dentists are haphazard. I'll do a seminar. I'll do this. I'll do a, I'll do a CD. I'll do an online training. And it's all over the place. Right, right. I'm... The, the, the benefit is I didn't come directly from dentistry besides my father being a dentist and that whole story that you can learn about in the webinars. My background is with Tony Robbins and business and systems. And it's like if you replicate the system over and over, it doesn't matter what area you're in, it will work. And yeah. so the yeah. same idea with dentists, it's that compound effect. Little by little starts to build on each other. 
rather than starting and stopping. Yeah. yeah. So I want to thank everybody for, for being here and listening. And until next time, go out there and be, be an all-star. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dental All-Stars. Visit us online at allstardentalacademy.com. 